In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. I'm finally back in the UK and I'm here with Jack Duffin, co-host, co-host, he's not dead, co-host. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. It's, uh, it's been a uh, rough few weeks. Um, I, I, I like the Thursday night football, but then it sucks because you've got like 10 days before Browns play again. So uh, I'm bored. Um, I'm ready to go again. Um, it's, uh, this week's schedule is awful with the NFL. You got nearly every single game as a six o'clock kickoff, which means I've bet on lots of other games as well. So I'm going to be slightly distracted when the Browns is going on, but uh, it should be good. I'm going to have red zone on one screen, um, the Browns on the other. So keeping a bit of notice of both, just in case I have to cash out or uh, change any of the bets while they're going on. And are you enjoying the NFL a bit more than the Browns at the moment, or? Um... I'm loving it this year because it, I've got a lot more interest in the other teams. And while the Browns might not be doing well, I'm making money on other games. And it, it means I can get a lot more into some of the other games. I'm taking a lot deeper approach to it because, hey, I, I'm not throwing money around on a whim. Um, I'm looking into a lot more. And, and it means a week where the Browns might lose, I might win some money on four or five other games. So it, it, it softens the blow. Excellent. Well, look, let's start the show with a one-minute max on Miles Garrett. I personally find it very boring now. Everyone seems to be talking about it. Obviously, the racial slurs come out now. As Dan Davis said, it reminds me a bit like Suarez now. We've got no proof. One, one team saying one thing, one team saying another thing. If you notice, I haven't tweeted anything really about it just because I don't really care. The, the, the band's in place. It's happened. And now he's got to move on. What's your views? Yeah, at the end of the day, if Rudolph said something, it doesn't excuse what Garrett did. So that for me was never going to change Garrett's ban, but maybe Rudolph should have been banned. The thing that winds me up is how can the NFL not have any audio footage? You've got all those people standing there with those like cone things, picking up audio. Someone would have been wired up for that game. Um, so I'm surprised nothing was captured. They've given, they heard nothing based on the referee standing about 20 yards away from the incident. So that for me is just poor. Um, but quite frankly, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. If it's some evidence comes out, probably on TMZ um, or something, getting the tapes, then uh, it's going to be interesting. And that's for uh, Rudolph to be suspended. That's nothing to do with Miles Garrett. Guys expecting Garrett's punishment to go down because there might have been a racial slur from Rudolph. When someone says something to you, there's no excuse for smacking someone over the head with a helmet. It doesn't kind of just uh, excuse that behavior. So um, no, hopefully um, they get to the bottom of it and um, the issues resolve. But uh, yeah, I'm done with it. I think you're going to get it all again next week because we're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hopefully after that game, it will be the end of the issue and it will go away. Um, but it's, it's going to be... Um, a hotly contested game, that one. It's going to be a little bit naughty. Um, there's going to be some fireworks. Awesome, yeah. And I'm looking forward to going out there. I'm going to fly into New York 
with uh, Stu Love and Dan Davidson drive all the way across East America to get to Pittsburgh and watch the game and then uh, travel back. But anyway, let's talk about the uh, Dolphins. What's your view? Um, do you think it's an easy win for the Browns or uh, is there going to be a shock? It should be an easy win. Um, I don't think it's going to be a smash the points up, go crazy. And um, The spreads at Dolphins 10 and a half. Um, I'm on that. Um, I think the Browns win comfortably, so I bet the Browns money line in other bets. I think it's coming somewhere between a win and 10 points. Um, so I'm still comfortable backing that. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see a blowout. They have lost um, starting um, cornerbacks to IR this week, so that's going to hurt them. But we're also missing players. We, we've got Davaro Lawrence probably as a starting defensive tackle. We've got Chad Thomas and Chris Smith as starting defensive ends. That's going to give um, some serious time in the pocket to Fitzmagic. And Fitzmagic is Fitzmagic quarterbacks in the NFL one week and then he can be a below average quarterback the next so it depends which guy turns up but they are going to be doing odd things and getting some results so it's going to be interesting it's, it's going to be on the def um, on our offense a lot more this week can we rack up plenty of points um, and I still think there's going to be odd errors and confusion and mistakes as we've seen all season and, and what's your final score prediction going to be I think we win by Let's say, what, 24 for the Browns. Sorry. Tw yeah, 24 for the Browns. Um, what's that going to be? 17 for the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to go with a nice 21-14 Browns win. Yeah, I think the win's comfortable. Um, I'm not surprised. We should easily win. I just don't think it's going to be the blowout some people are hoping. We're missing pieces, and that's going to have an impact. We've discussed what the D-line's going to look like. What do you think the safety room's going to look like? Um, it's going to have Randall. I, I'd put Burris alongside Randall. Um, that would be my preference. I don't think Redwine's ready. Um, and then you probably pay TJ Carey in there, um, in your big nickel, and then obviously your two young corners on the outside. Um, that'd be where I'd probably put it out. I'm not worried about their rushing offense. Um, Kalen Balaj, what is the average in 1.6 yards a carry or something? It's, uh, it's not good. And that's not so much on him. That's on the sort of O-line in front of him. So, uh, yeah, not worried. Do you think we play two linebackers or three? I think two because Fitzmagic's the weapon on offense. You've got obviously Mike Gusecki, my boy. Um, and yeah, I think that's sort of, where more of the danger is going to come from, it's going to come from Fitzpatrick throwing rather than anything on the ground. So let's just close off what's in the air. And the only thing why they might change it around, they might play the third linebacker mainly as just sort of an extra pass rusher because are we really thinking that Lawrence, Chad Thomas and Chris Smith are going to get the pressure that like Miles Garrett, Vernon and Ogan Joby get? No, it's... it's it, You've got three, uh, well, two special players, and Okunjobi is just above average versus three players that are below average. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if they put in the extra linebacker, a tacky tacky, um, and just set him up to rush. What do you reckon about the depth of our squad at the moment? We look to be, in some areas, really thin. Yeah, it's, at the end of the day, you can't have 53 superstars on the roster. 
Um, the salary cap's there to stop that. But yeah, some of the depth is nowhere near as good as it should be. If you just look at the D-line room, uh, if I had my way, the five in the D-line room would have been Miles Garrett, Harold Landry, who we'd have drafted, Manuel Ogba, um, Kyle Nassib, and Jannard Avery. And suddenly, you've got a really deep room. They're not the three deeper on the roster aren't superstars, but I'd rather have those three than have Chris Smith and Chad Thomas. Um, so there's that. Have the right decisions been made? Um, was it just a refresh of the roster for refresh sake? I think we do need to add more depth and more quality. Um, and it doesn't mean paying for it. It just means getting the right picks and also not throwing away players that are good. We've made the mistake of letting go of good players and there's no excuse for that. Here's a tough question for you, Jack. Out of 10, how would you rate Dorsey at the moment? Dorsey at the moment, overall, since everything has started? Yeah. I'm going to put him at two. Oh. Um, I, I just think it's been mistake after mistake after mistake. He's made some nice moves. Getting um, Baker was a good move, but it was also, for me, the obvious move. I don't credit Sashi Brown for making the right selection in choosing Miles Garrett. Um, so I'm not there to give Dorsey the credit for making the right selection. Obviously, getting into the right place, probably more down to Hugh Jackson than either of those GMs um, in getting the number one pick. But there's just been a litany of errors. Um, we spoke just after the OBJ news, and I said, no, I'm not really sure. We spoke after the Vernon move, and I said, I didn't like it at all. Give me... Um, Zeitler all day long make that center of the um, O-line as strong as possible because that gives Baker more time in the pocket Baker gets more time in the pocket Baker can step up and make them throws and unfortunately he's had one of those three pieces missing and uh, you've seen him he's a bit more likely to run um, and that sort of balanced out the poor offensive tackle play so um, no I, I think I've made it pretty clear lots of moves Dorsey made that I haven't enjoyed and he, he's brought in some good players and one of the moves I did agree with and I really liked was bringing in Demetrius Harris um, and it hasn't worked out but at the same time I wasn't up for getting rid of Darren Fells so I would have much rather had him as another addition to the room so uh, yeah he, he's made some moves I've agreed with which haven't worked out but um, at the end of the day no one knows the answers Bill Belichick is below average drafter in the NFL but he just keeps adding and grinding and getting more players in free agency and other aspects. So it's not all about how well you draft. If we keep going eight and eight every season in, indefinitely, how many seasons do you reckon Dorsey's got? I think Dorsey needs to get into the playoffs next year. Um, obviously, if Baker goes down, I'll add that asterisk to everything. If your quarterback goes down, you just write it off. Um, it happens. There's nothing you can do. Um, but I, I think if he, especially if Freddie gets the boot, if he makes another questionable hire that doesn't work out, you you clear the front office, you clear the uh, head coach again, and you you bring in a uh, another GM to go. Um, so it, it depends very much what happens next year because if it is say Mike McCarthy, I think Mike McCarthy gets us to the playoffs, um, and it, it's not going to be beautiful football it's not going to be um exciting it's not probably going to be the head coach that gets us to a super bowl but it gets john dorsey to the playoffs it keeps john dorsey in his job so i think that's going to be the priority for john dorsey after this season if it doesn't go the way of playoffs so i think it's about job protection and, and when you're looking more to protect your job than to win the big prize 
that's an unfortunate time. Before the show, you mentioned depth and JC Tretter's contract. What's your views on that? Yeah, I was, I was shocked when the actual um, information in Tretter's deal came out. So Tretter's contract, they, I believe, boosted his cap number this year. So it's, it's basically 9 million this year, 10 million next year, 11 million in 2021, and then 10 million in 2022. But the way the guarantees are structured, he's out of guarantees after the 2020 season. So it's a weird position to be in that literally after um, next year, we can cut him with 3.25 million of dead cap. I honestly have no idea. That's a great deal by John Dorsey. Don't get me wrong. Brilliant on the Brown side. I have no idea why that was signed by um, JC Tretter and their team. Um, his agent, I think, should have done a much better job. That um, 2021 season should have been guaranteed. Have it over sort of six million of guarantees in there, and you guarantee he's going to be on the roster that year. If he has a fall in play, he could be um, out the NFL um, and out of sort of a starting position and big money in a year's time. Um, well, the rest of the season and a year. So I think he should have been able to get that next year guaranteed. So uh, no. Well done to whoever it is in our uh, uh, front office dealing with that contract. Obviously, John Dorsey is responsible for every decision that gets made in the front office. So kudos to him. That is a very, very nice deal that's been struck. Um, I was happy the deal got done. I was shocked looking at those numbers now they've come out because you get the headline numbers straight away. If you go to a site like Over the Cap and click on the contract, you can see where the outs are at. And yeah, someone's messed up in the older. Tretter decision-making team, they should have got that second year guaranteed of a contract. You don't get one year, a three-year extension and only guarantee one year. Tight end, and Juku's not going to be playing this week. How do you feel about that? I think that's fine. Um, at the end of the day, if we can't beat Miami without him, then we don't deserve to be going to the playoffs anyway. Um, but I would rather bring him back slowly and get him ready. We're going to need him next week. Um, so that's the... Uh, key one for me so uh, rest him up get him rolling and then uh yeah we'll see him next week excellent and uh where are you gonna be watching the game browns versus dolphins where are you gonna be i'm just gonna be at home so uh the big tv will have uh the game on the mac will have the uh red zone on and then uh i'll be watching the odds and everything changing around on my phone yeah i'm 50 50 i may go up to the north courts world's browns backers or I may watch it at home, just see how I'm feeling. Been traveling a lot. It's quite nice. The uh, appeal of watching it at home sounds lovely. So It is nice at times just to uh, kick back and relax. I had a, a good 10 hours of sleep today, and uh, I feel like a new man. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Jack. Well, look, keep on loving the Browns. We're on the 10-6 train. Hopefully there's uh, no stopping tomorrow, and we keep it alive. Here's a question for you. Football outsiders, the guys that we were looking at throughout all of last season, seeing what our playoff odds are at, what do you reckon as a percentage out of 100 answers are at? And guys, you can guess at home before I give you the answer. What do you reckon, Paul? Yeah, pause the podcast at this stage. Start Googling. No, um, I would go with 20%. It's 18%. And I was shocked it was that high. I wouldn't have put it that high. I would have definitely said probably somewhere between 10 to 15% at best. So uh, really happy that 18% to make the playoffs. I, I'd, I'd take that at this point. That's, um, that's a solid uh, position to be in. Let's uh, keep grinding, get a win here. 
and get a win in the next game and suddenly that should be a lot higher maybe around the 33% chance well let's go Browns let's get the victory 10-6 for train here we come whoop whoop whoop